Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Scoop B. From the Scoop B. Podcast, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. What's up, my guy? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm actually sitting in, uh, I'm in Chicago. Had an extended uh, trip. <clears throat> Was uh, partnered with my, uh, I'm a brand ambassador with Zinni. Uh, Opticals and they just launched their uh, sponsorship uh, rollout with the Chicago Bulls. So I'm actually out here, was running their social media during that, that rollout on Tuesday, and got friends and family out here in Chicago. So I extended my stay. And while I'm talking to you, I'm actually in a Japanese barbecue place uh, where you can cook the food in front of you, like at the table. It's like a gas lit stove. So with my grandmother, her boyfriend, and cooking salmon, zucchini, corn, onions, chicken, uh, shrimp, would you name it. On the grill while I'm talking to you, so I'm multitasking to the fullest. Now, now I need to hear the sizzle. I need, I, I need to hear the, the, the sizzle of the. All right, let me, let me put some on. sauce on the grill so you can hear real quick. Hold on, hold on. You hear it? Nah, didn't catch it. <laughs> That's because we got too much sauce. That's why. Oh, oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, for you, this has been a very interesting summer because. Your name has been out there a lot, brother. Like, you've been really, really out there, man. You've been breaking news. You've been making the headlines. You've been on, uh, uh, I forgot, what's uh, Torre and Bomani Jones' show? Um, High, High noon. noon. Yeah, you've been on High mm-hmm. Noon. I think I even saw you on, uh, I can't remember what the other show was. Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen and Jacoby, yeah. You've been out there a lot, man. How does it feel to be famous, man? Well... I, I need my bank account to reflect that, but in the meantime, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just glad to be to, to be living within my purpose, uh, doing what I said I was going to do, and uh, continuing to to stay diligent and uh, fulfill God's calling for me in my life, which is bigger than basketball. I have my hands in some other things, but the popularity that my reporting has garnered has has given me and afforded me other opportunities to do other things. I was, you know, a contributor to MSNBC over the summer, uh, discussing. You know, LeBron James and, and, and President Donald Trump and some of those other things going on. So honestly, really and truly, I'm just student of my craft and, and trying to make things happen. That's all. I hear that, man. Now, we've had an interesting uh, NBA free agency. So much has happened, but I want to get to a few specific things. The Jimmy Butler saga. 
Uh, you've been you've been paying attention to that very closely. What the hell is going on over in Minnesota? <clears throat> a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys posturing. Uh, Jimmy Butler requested a trade in April. Tips been taken seriously, and uh, here we are in October. Uh, Jimmy Butler is still a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that that's the issue. Uh, also. We did mention that Carl Towns is the $190 million man. And mm-hmm. uh, early in the season, he's not playing like it, but it's still very early in the season. And we'll see what happens. So Jimmy Butler, and as a man, I mean, when Jimmy Butler was Carl Towns and, and, and uh, Andrew Wiggins' age, he was winning multiple championships, or not championships, going deep in the playoffs with the Chicago Bulls with Derrick Rose, his teammate in Minnesota, former teammate in uh, the Chicago Bulls. So he's close to 30. He thinks those guys aren't serious about basketball, and he's acting like the big brother and the proverbial kick in the butt, and uh, those younger guys aren't receiving it. And so I really do believe that if those guys just play basketball, they'll be fine. I, I look at the, the Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks in a similar situation. A lot of talent, but they're not playing. They're playing very much beneath their privilege, and um, they have the personnel. I mean, Jimmy Butler said it best, Carl Towns. It's the most uh, well-rounded player on that team. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is the most uh, athletically gifted. And um, Jimmy Butler believes that he, he he works the hardest. And so when somebody that works the hardest is talking, you know, I, I think uh, you should listen, especially because he's been there. If you guys are trying to be where he's been. Now, you reported a few weeks ago, I don't want to say a few weeks ago, it feels like a month, but that was probably a few weeks ago to a month. You reported that uh, Jimmy Butler is probably going to go to the Houston Rockets. Do you still feel that way, knowing that the talks between Minnesota and Miami have broken down? Well, what I actually reported was... Oh, sorry. That the, that the, no, no, you guys, that the, Houston, that the Minnesota Timberwolves were prepared, or rather the Houston Rockets were prepared to offer... C.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and I believe a uh, future first-round draft pick in exchange for Jimmy Butler. Um, the issue with that was um, the P.J. Tucker thing. Um, mm-hmm. Houston was hesitant to give that up. Uh, but at the same time, you're talking about adding a Jimmy Butler. I believe that if you add him to that team, uh, they're, they're a bigger threat now than they were last season. And, um, you know, those things stalled. There was talk about Richardson and the Miami Heat coming to a deal. Um, but the Miami Heat were not interested in giving up Richardson. Then they did. And reportedly, um, those when Houston did, or rather when Miami did offer that, um, Minnesota stalled and decided they wanted to go in a different direction. So it seems like the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, Lynn Taylor, was the edited version of what Kevin Garnett said. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, here we are in October, still figuring out whether Jimmy's going to stay, whether he's going to go. This situation reminds me so much, so much of uh, Carmelo Anthony um, when he ended up departing Denver to go to the New York Knicks. Mm. So it's looking like Jimmy's going to get traded. Uh, it's looking like Jimmy's going to be traded well, during the, the deadline. It's, it, that could happen, but the other thing is that there are other teams that were interested. Uh, Minnesota did offer, uh, or excuse me, 
Milwaukee did offer Chris Middleton and some other uh, accoutrements to that deal. And uh, from what I'm told, I'm closer to the uh, Houston and Minnesota side of what we contended that, but from what I'm told uh, from others uh, that the uh, Minnesota thing fell through, I know that there is interest that Jimmy Butler um, wanted to play for the Clippers. Tobias Harris would have to be given up in order to make that happen, and I know the Los Angeles Clippers were hesitant to do so. Um, that being said, I look at uh, I, I will tell you that a source of mine did share with me that if Jimmy Butler were to get traded to the Los Angeles Clippers today, he'd sign an extension right away. Wow! Oh yeah, because that is one of the teams that he uh, initially wanted mm-hmm. to get traded to. Yep. And he did wear an LA hat yet, uh, not yesterday, but Wednesday, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy. Thank you for making it more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. if so, if you had your crystal ball and had to take a guess as to where Jimmy will be traded to, where would that be? I don't know. Oh. Because if I had my crystal ball, he'd be in Houston already. Mm. And, you know, I think the interview with Rachel Nichols with, with, with Jimmy was intriguing. I think that um, I also think Jimmy is playing his way into a trade and saying the right thing, doing the right thing, wearing Cooper hat, L.A. Dodger hats at, at, at media pressers and media scrums. I think he's saying the right things and doing the right thing then. He's just here so he won't get fined. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Rachel Nichols interview because I, I watched the whole saga uh, from afar and I haven't really said much about it. And I got to be honest, I'm not really feeling the way he's been handling this whole thing. Like, this is the second team now that you've played on where teammates just don't rock with you. And if you're going to be the best player on the team, by default, you're going to have to be the leader. And I don't know if he can really do that because this is the second team now where his leadership skills have been very questionable. And on top of all of that, you know, this mythical practice that he played with the third string and he killed the, the, the starters and all that, I don't care about all that. Then you go on Rachel Nichols and you talk about, well, people don't tell the truth around here. And, and you know, I'm out here to tell the truth. Well, tell me, what the hell's the damn truth, man? Like, he, he confuses me a little bit here. Like, you come on Rachel, you come on ESPN and talk to Rachel Nichols and you talk about, I just want to win. No, fool. You want a new contract and you want money. You don't necessarily, this, you want to win, but that's secondary. You want to get your money first, as you should. But I haven't really been a fan of the way he's gone about doing this. And everybody has looked at Wiggins and, and Towns as if they're a bunch of soft dudes who need to step it up, which I agree Wiggins does need to step it up. Towns, I don't have an issue with. But I can't sit here and just look at those two and just say they're the main problem. No, Jimmy, you got to be a better leader and you got to, help these guys and elevate their game because they need you, obviously. And you doing this, calling them out, you know, puffing your chest out like you Kobe, tell them to toughen up and all. Bro, bro, you need to, you need to do a better job of being a leader. And also, Tom Thibodeau, be a better coach, please. Please. I watched you last year. It was like watching a repeat of the, of the Bulls from earlier this decade. Am I crazy saying this? Well, I think... Um... When you look at <clears throat> Jimmy Butler, like I said, he's used to winning Chicago, going deep in the playoffs. Wait, but before you keep going with that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. He's used to winning. 
But let, let's put this in perspective. The dude has never, we, we all know he never, he's never won a championship. He's never even been to a finals. He's never even been to a conference finals. As fa- the farthest he's ever gotten was in 2015. Jimmy. Jimmy Butler was in 2015. Mind you, he wasn't on that 2011 Bulls team. He got drafted right after that 2011 season. So the farthest he's ever gotten was in 2015 when they played the Cavs and they were up 2-1 in that series. And then the next game, LeBron hit a game winner and that series was done after that. Jimmy Butler, he's used to winning, but winning to a certain extent. The man yeah, hasn't even I been to a conference finals. And I'm, and, I'm only, and I'm only saying this because you can't puff your chest out like you, Kobe, and you got five rings when you've barely done anything in this league. Well, I think part of it is the fact that he, he look at his journey. Rags the riches story. No, I no, I homeless. I no, I understand that. It's Rags the Riches. He worked he worked his way up. He worked his way up. But my pro- but my problem is you cannot come out here and puff your chest like you Kobe, dude. The only I, thing I you've done, answer. only thing he's really done, he's been to a few all-star games, he's got a gold medal, and he went to the second round and had a two-one lead against LeBron and the Cavs. That's it. I hear you. See, I hear you, but this is what I'll add to what you're saying. He's also twenty nine years old. He's not getting any younger. He has He's in the prime of his career. He, he, has, he has a nice, lengthy career ahead of him. Like, when I say lengthy, meaning like a good eight to ten years. On paper, the Minnesota Timberwolves look like a good team. You have Andrew Wiggins. You have Carl Towns. You have Derrick Rose. You have uh, Jimmy Butler. You have a coach in Tibbs who uh, likes to bring some of his old players from the Chicago Bulls to Minnesota. He brought in Luau Day. But this is what I will say to you. I hear what you're saying about the eight more years. He's also coming off two knee surgeries. He is 29 years old. And those guys on the, on the Minnesota Timberwolves, while they did make it to the playoffs last year, did struggle against the Houston Rockets team that was going to make it, you know, had a chance to make it to the NBA Finals. He's frustrated. He's competitive. He wants more. And I think because he's a little bit older and he sees that he's more towards the end of his career than he is at the beginning of his career, I think there's a sense of urgency that he has expressed both publicly, privately, and there's some other private issues that are going on in that Timberwolves locker room uh, that seem to have been addressed. Um, that being said, I think that um, also it's been reported that, that Jimmy Butler had requested a trade back in April. Um, Thibodeau ignored those requests, and so you carried on into the playoffs. They lost, and he's kind of distant from the team. So when you look at the interview that Jimmy Butler did with Rachel Nichols, I think he's saying all the right things. But I think in the reality, he wants out. He wants to be in a big market. I think that's one of the biggest things, a big market where he can extend his brand. I think that's what every player wants to do these days. Kyrie Irving did it when he he got the trade out of Cleveland, requested a trade to go to Boston, uh, a trade that sent Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland and didn't work out. Uh, Same thing happened with Carmelo Anthony when the Denver Nuggets shipped him to uh, the New York Six back in 2011, and then I and I think that more than anything, um, I think he, I think the writing is on the wall when you saw the Timberwolves extend that contract extension to Carl Towns and Jimmy Butler was nowhere to be found. So I think he liked to play on that team, but I also think he thinks that he's on a different level than some of those other guys on. And I think there are levels. I think when you look at Jimmy Butler, or rather when you look at Wiggins and you look at Carl Towns, and the fact that they're so much younger, there is a disconnect in age in those guys. I also think there's a disconnect in, in, in just uh, mentality. I think sometimes because of Jimmy Butler's humble beginnings and because of 
all the things that are going on. He looks at Wiggins as a kid. He looks at Carl Towns as a kid. Okay, okay then, but you look at them as kids, but help them. Help them. Be a better leader. My problem is nobody, like Jalen Rose is probably the only person in the media that I've heard speak on this. His leadership skills are questionable. Yes, Wiggins needs to play better. Help the brother. Help him. Don't just berate him. Help him. Like this, my problem is, is that nobody is putting the accountability on him. And on top of that, people are acting like, well, you know, every, J- Jimmy's doing everything right. I don't agree with. I don't agree with the way Jimmy has handled everything. Do you agree with the way how Jimmy has handled everything? I think. It's, I, think it's, I think that I know a little bit more because of my gauge on what's going on and those who I know better tied to the situation. I also think that oftentimes people get on radio, people get on television and give certain takes based upon what's reported, based upon what other people say. We don't know what's going on in Minnesota 24-7. We don't know what they do in their private times, private meetings that they may have had. And I think that sometimes, rather than hit a panic button, yeah, these guys make a ton of money, rather than hit the panic button, sometimes you got to let things play out. I think sometimes we're so quick to say, he wants out. Rather than working out the situation, I think the same thing happens in relationships. People think that, you know, a guy is not doing what he's supposed to do when he's dating a woman. She wants out. I just think sometimes we hit the quick, the quick button um, too quickly. And I also think that opinions, unfortunately, get forced into being facts, and sometimes they're still opinions. The fact of the matter remains that Jimmy Butler is still a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, until further notice, that's where he's at. And he, perhaps they have worked it out. Mm, I don't know about that. We'll see. Now, I want to get on to something else. Jamal Crawford, you had a chance mm-hmm. to, you, you had him on the, your, your podcast, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it took so long for him to sign to a team? Um, because the front runners in that situation were the Philadelphia 76ers and the um, Boston Celtics. And, uh, the Sixers could not get a buyout with Jerry Bayless or trade him. Mm. Early in the summer, they were going to ship um, Bayless to... Uh, it was a rumor trade that, that the Sixers and the, and the Cavaliers were going to commence where Kyle Corver would have came back to Philly and Jerry Bayless would have been sent, but his contract was too hefty and they couldn't reach a buyout uh, terms with it and they kept him because I think he's like he has like two years left on that contract. They figured they'd rather, they'd rather eat that versus um, you know, bringing Crawford. And I also know, unfortunately, Bayless, when he was signed to that team, that was a Colangelo guy. Uh, Bayless is from Arizona, and I guess he did a favor or something for a trainer that was friends with Colangelo. And obviously, Bayless being from Arizona and Colangelo having ties to the Phoenix area being, you know, in the Phoenix front office, that was an issue. And then um, the Boston Celtics, I was told, was, was an option. I know Kyrie Irving and then... Um, Jeremy Bayless spent about 15, excuse me, Kyrie Irving and Jamal Crawford spent about 15 days in the Seattle area. And um, I know that they, um, there, was, there was talk uh, that Jamal would end up going. And uh, the Phoenix Suns are an interesting case study. You know, you, you have a mix of young and old. Uh, Trevor Reza there, Ryan Anderson there, mixed with DeAndre Aiden, Devin Booker and more. Uh, I think that that team is going to surprise some because they have to mix up young and old. I think they're a team for the future uh, if they stay together and, and, and string up a ton of wins. But I'm glad Jamal Crawford is somewhere. It didn't feel right starting an NBA season without Jamal Crawford present. 
How much longer do you think he's going to play in, in the NBA? I had Jamal Crawford on uh, Scooping Radio uh, in July. I asked him that very question. Like, if he survives with team this season, this, this will be it. He said, no. He said, you look at guys like Kareem. You look at guys like Byron Scott. You look at guys like Magic. They, they play for a very long time. He said, as you look at that situation, I'm in that situation. Now, obviously, he wants to win a ring before he is all said and done. Now, I asked the question about the big three. He said that he likes the big three. He left all his options open on the table. I know the Lakers were never really a consideration for Jamal after that. Um, but I know the Sixers, the Warriors, the Celtics um, did have interest in him. And uh, if he if he says if, if if it's a situation where he wants to win a ring before he retires, I expect him. To, I expect to see him in a situation. I, I think in, in, a, in a microcosm situation, he's like uh, Bookie Cousins. Bookie Cousins is playing for his next contract. Well, Crawford is playing for his next contract to potentially win a championship on the way out. Man, I just wish Jamal Crawford was on the Sixers, man. I thought that was a great, great fit for him, but... They could use his shooting. You know, yeah. I asked him that very question. I said, hey, if you join the Sixers, would you and J.J. Redick uh, be an asset to Ben Simmons? He said, you know, iron sharp as iron. Uh, and I think as much as people complain and lament about Ben Simmons and Jumper, his job is to be a, is to be a floor general. Last question I wanted to ask you. Um, this past summer, you know, since you were breaking some very interesting news, a lot of people on social media got on you, you know, for some of the stuff that you were breaking. And looking at it from afar, I could tell that, you know, these people were just really, really rough on you. And you handled it like a champ. You know, you really did. You know, you handled it with uh, dignity and, and grace. And, uh, you know, for you, being that this was the highest level of notoriety that you've gotten in your career. And, you know, people were very, very mean towards you about some of the stuff that you reported. How did that make you feel? Maybe you want to go harder. How do you like me now? <laughs> uh, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I've had conversations with friends and family. I think the biggest thing is I'm an independent journalist uh, who is tied to the majors. And uh, they're looking at me. How does this person have all this information? I'm nothing new. I've been around for a while. I think people are just now caught up. Um, and you know, basketball is definitely a, a game of, of, of more than just a game. It's a game of relationships, politics, business, and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if I was at ESPN or if I was at TNT, if I was at Bleach Report, there'd be no second thought about it. So you know, what do I say to people? Well, if you want to see more of me, sign me. If not, shut up. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because people don't realize, like, with the NBA, like, agents play a huge role in all this. You know what I mean? Sneaker, like, sneaker endorsement. Whoever, like, the player is uh, attached to with their sneaker endorsements. Like, there's so many things going on in the background in the NBA mm-hmm. that plays a role in all sure. this stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm glad, you know, when we, when you look at the list of NBA reporters, you know, we have the, the big names, the... the Wojnowski's, the Mark Steins and all that, Zach Lowe's. But then we have people like you um, who can also, you know, break through all of the fluff and give us all the news and some of it other people aren't breaking. You know, how does it make you feel when you break stuff and then like three weeks later you see some big name break stuff and you go, see, I told you. People are feeling me out. They're getting used to me. So I get it. I, you know, at the end of the day, um, an amateur, or every 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 star was once an amateur. Uh, before they were on Fox, they were at the Apollo, owned by the Sandman or cheered on by the crowd. So I welcome being 
being new to people. I welcome, you know, people being critical, but what they don't have the right to do is to disrespect um, me, my family, my friends, uh, the way I look, and my character. You know, like I said, I'm nothing new. My body of work stands over off and on about over 20 years, and you know, when, when even if it's not 100 percent correct in the things I'm reporting, the themes are still there. LeBron was supposed to release the Space Jam trailer uh, when he uh, decided to to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. And once I broke that news, I can tell you conversations that I've had with multitude of people that trailer was was changed, and that rollout was changed based upon my reporting. They they moved it back, and Space Jam is still happening. So even if I didn't get the trailer right to people, I still had Los Angeles Lakers. I still had Space Jam. Um, you know, the Sixers did have interest in Jamal Crawford. Uh, had him on my podcast as well. I reported that even before I talked to Jamal Crawford. And I talked to Jamal Crawford on the podcast. So, I mean, things are always changing. The Jimmy Butler and Houston thing, that is, that's an evolving thing. He's still in Minnesota. So, I mean, with your breaking news, you're getting constant information. And you're talking to, to value sources. Way before I had reported LeBron to the Lakers, I had spoken to people who, you know, said that the Sixers and the Miami, every return to Miami, he was possible. You, know, you listen to what LeBron said. He and his family were going to go somewhere that was familiar. He did play for the Heat, but you know, Southern California is something that his family was familiar with. And and I got a call from somebody, and they told me the whole rollout, and I was right. So, you know, I, I welcome people saying what they're saying, but the reality is, I'm really not looking for the approval. I'm just doing my job. Got you, got you. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want the people know that uh, what you're working on? <laughs> Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Tune App, Stitcher App, Tune and Downloads last year. Anybody from uh, Jamal Crawford, uh, DJ Khaled, Voices Terry, uh, Mark Cuban, the multitude of other people. Uh, and also follow me on Twitter, Scoop B, uh, Instagram, Scoop underscore B, Snapchat, Scoop underscore B, visit ScoopBRadio.com. Got some things rolling out for the rest of the year. So if you're paying attention to all the happenings and uh, just keep, keep uh, paying attention to what we're doing. Thank you, Scoop B, my man. Enjoy your lovely meal with the fam, and uh, yeah, we huh? shall do this again. Scoop B, my man. Thanks for having me as always. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.